hi and welcome back to uh, Beatitudes Part 2. I'm glad you're still with me on the journey of unpacking what Jesus is saying and what this means for us and for our lives. So we've understood so far that that the kingdom of God that Jesus is, is introducing us to and the disciples to and the world to is very different to how we've learned to operate in in our world and it looks shockingly different it looks upside down it looks back to front and Jesus is telling us that what we thought was successful isn't successful in his kingdom and what we would consider successful is not successful in his kingdom and these are hard things for us to understand I think um one of the things that it has highlighted as I read it for me is the the tension between um, the now and the not yet. That's a term that, that theologians have, have coined, the now and the not yet. And as we look back here at the Beatitudes again, it's quite clear that they're not all for now. Um, they're for the not yet. Um, in verses 3 of chapter 5 of uh, Matthew, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people persecute and revile you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is a tension that we live in. Um, we know that this kingdom Jesus is describing is not what everyone is experiencing. It is a case of the now and the not yet. And the, the blessings are hard to see and understand as blessings or something to celebrate. But Jesus is telling us that they are. And that takes a little bit of getting your head around. And, and perhaps we can't understand it straight away perhaps it's something we need to grapple with on our journey with Jesus in the gospel of mark um chapter 115 it says that Jesus came to galilee proclaiming the good news of god and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god has come near repent and believe in the good news he has said that the kingdom of god has come near come near and we need to trust that and to believe that and to live in that. Um, I think it's really hard for us to do that. I think it's really hard for us to even imagine what Jesus is talking about as, as something to celebrate in. To see those blessings that he has described as successes. Um, we live in a culture that lives for the pursuit of happiness well certainly in the west we do happiness for many is feeling good about yourself and our situation in life our status in life and whether we're moving 
upwardly more mobile and how successful we are, what we own, what we do, what who we are. Um, and social media doesn't help that uh, at all, um, as greater technology is uh, to us, and particularly at this time. But it does mean that we can see into the lives of other people in, in a way that may disconcert us and make us draw comparisons. And that has sunk deeply into us. We are deeply impacted by other people. Um, and I know I would say that was true when I pick up social media and look and see what other people are doing. I, I compare myself and I think I definitely have FOMO, <laughs> the fear of missing out for sure. Um, it's a real thing that we have to grapple with and, and to, to actually say, but this isn't what Jesus is talking about here. One of the things I noticed um, from this passage is how the, the way that the readings are divided, but it starts with Jesus going up a mountain and the disciples had to follow if they wanted to be with Jesus and if they wanted to hear what he was saying. Um, mountains feature a massive amount in scripture and um, it's often up mountains that amazing things are said and done by God. Um, and so when I read this, I look at this with surreal interest. Um, and uh, I was looking at an advertising campaign, it was a few years ago now, um, from a, a brewery called Thwaites Brewery, who um, used the uh, branding, their branding for one of their beers, um, which they called the Wainwright beer, um, after Alfred Wainwright, who was a British hiker. He was a hiker, illustrator, author, and most famous for his guides for Lakeland Fells, walking the fells. And they used his branding, his name, um, to for this campaign uh, with the hashtag Find Your Mountain. And as with all good marketing campaigns, they really cleverly appeal to our inner person and they speak to our emotions. Um, they're inviting us to go find our mountain uh, and go find their ale, obviously. But it also struck me as like an invitation, which it is, go find your mountain. Uh, but I think Jesus is offering us a really similar invitation here in the Beatitudes. He is offering us to find God's kingdom in the mountain that we are facing, in the mountain that you are facing. I've had my own experience, um, actually a good visual one. Um, I was working in London and commuting in a good sort of hour and a half trip every day uh, to a very difficult job. And I just sort of got to the end of my tether myself, um, my, my ability to do that and uh, began to sort of crumble really. Uh, a really great friend prayed for me. And uh, when they were praying, they actually had a sort of visual picture uh, where they were praying for me and of me parking my car um, and going for a walk up a hill to talk with the Lord and to spend time with him. And as they shared that, I imagined the very gateway where I would park my car and the very hill that I would walk. And that's what I did. It, it did mean at that point in my, in my life that I meant that I gave up, uh, I was giving up a full-time job. 
I sensed that I needed to make some space to pray. It turned out to be a really significant time, uh, but I had to give up a full-time job, work part-time. Uh, my husband and I had to, you know, change our lifestyle accordingly um, because we'd be on less income. But it was an invitation and, and I wanted to accept that invitation and, and it involved a nice hill, which was great. And I did go up that hill and I did sit there and, and spent a beautiful day in the sunshine talking with God. But that's upside down. That's an upside down world. Um, out of that, obviously, for me, that journey meant um, spending time with God, listening to him um, and out of that, it also meant a change in direction of my life to this stage now where I'm actually training to be a vicar, which in would never, perhaps I would never have imagined that at the time. That's where it might lead. It's an upside down kingdom. But wow, not what you expected, not what I expected. So my question is, what mountain is God inviting you to climb and to sit with him and to listen and maybe it's a mountain you haven't chosen, but he's inviting you. It might be a mountain that's difficult. It might be a painful mountain. It could be a health issue. It could be unemployment. It could be loneliness. It could be this next lockdown we're going into. It could be the fear and anxiety and the pain that that brings you. But I think Jesus is saying that he will meet you in your pain. And he wants to bless you and for you to flourish in that place. That place that looks upside down. That place that doesn't look like a place to succeed. I think he's inviting us to that. Will you take up that invitation? I'll be back with part three. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye now.